I'm Jimmy P, filmmaker and sexual astronaut. First up, guys, please check out our fourth feature film for free over on YouTube. Just search for Little Monster or click on the link in the show notes below. This episode, I am joined by a very special guest, one that we've trying to been arranging to meet up for a while now, but we finally got him and myself in a virtual chat room at the same time. We've got Mr. Tom Lee Rutter of Carney Films. Tom, thank you so much for joining us, man. Absolute pleasure, James. Thanks for having me. So in terms of your crew then, um, has it been like the same bunch of guys as you've kind of gone along or have you, you know, worked with like fresh people each and every time? How, how, um, how we out? do have a sort of nucleus of people who uh, and friends who always chip in, you know, like before I mentioned James E. Taylor, he likes to get in front of the camera and also just help out behind the camera and my friend James Underwood as well. I mean, we've got a great scene here in Kidderminster. So there's about three or four of us making horror films off our own backs and features as well, you know, and Baz Hancher, he's one that makes films under the White Raven Films banner. He makes uh, feature films. Um, my friend Kieran Edwards, he makes feature. He's make he's making his new feature film there, Blood Demons, which is a sort of. So we've got a tiny little scene, considering we're in a small town, you know, mm. and we all just help each other out. So we share a lot of the same, you know, faces really, only in front and behind the camera. Actors, I tend to like to try and work with new people all the time. Yeah, but as long as you're gonna, you know. I haven't got what you'd call a sort of solid sort of, you know, crew unit of people. It's more about who can do what on each day sort of thing, really. Sometimes it's just all me, you know. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it is also getting people who are used to your way of working, isn't it? Uh, and especially yeah. in low-budget indie stuff, there are a number of actors, perhaps more than crew, who uh, it's a bit of a culture shock when they come on board and they work on stuff. I'm very um, conscious about, you know, I've, I've sort of, one of my next lessons really is learning how to maybe communicate more with uh, DOPs and, you know, same people, maybe musicians even, just knowing how to kind of communicate what's in your head more so, because with, with film, I can just say, well, can you do this now? You've got to do this. Well, this is what's happening. That's what, yeah. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> and then I'll go back and just do everything else, film it and whatever. So I've just got to maybe just learn communication more. I mean, maybe I am doing okay at it, but I don't know. I need to think, well, am I ready to give up this kind of, this uh, compulsion to pick up the camera, run around with the camera? Can I give it to someone else mm-hmm. and, you know, trust them with it sort of thing? I've done it a couple of times and it's worked a treat, so maybe maybe it's time. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Is that kind of urge to pick up a camera and just run around with it, you know? Yeah, but if you're if you're working with the same people again and again, you kind of build up like um, a visual shorthand, don't you? You can kind of go, oh, you know, yeah. um, you know. For example, I, I was doing a, a a short film as part of an anthology um, last year, mm-hmm. um, and, and basically, rather than a shot a shot list in the traditional sense, it was very much, you know, oh, this is the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves, you know, arrow shot. This is this. This is this. This is this. And you know, it was it was yeah, visual shorthands for for each and every shot. And I love you know, that. Yeah. We were able then just to communicate straight away. Okay, what you know, what is this? You know, yeah. all this the part the Palmer shot. You know, so we had the split focus lens going on, all of this. Um, and yeah, you know, it it, it, it it's it's great. And it, it I I don't think it's an easy thing to do if you're working with a new bunch of people on on every and every film. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a difficult one. So, so do you tend to be your own DP typically? 
Yeah, I, I wish I wasn't because I'm not the most technical of people. I mean, there's some horrific stuff in pocket film, which I have to kind of hide and gloss over a little. Right, <laughs> okay. But, um, I mean, I've upgraded my gear now. I finally brought myself into the present day and bought a new camera and stuff like that. But I do need to just get my head around it and make sure I can use it. But I, I do love the idea of working with a DOP. I need to kind of maybe throw myself into doing that more because... It's bringing another mind, creative mind to the table as well and trusting them and having a, like you said, a short hand that you can just, you know, communicate with and just make a good film with. I don't know. It's, it's, it's an odd one. And I think each, sometimes a film idea is bored in your head and it's a completely different kettle of fish, isn't it? It's like you can picture a, a film being shot by someone else as long as you can use it to focus on other areas maybe to learn something else. Yeah, I yeah, mean, maybe. I've interviewed a bunch of people and they've all done different things. I mean, obviously, our mutual friend Jonathan Zora, and he's, mm. he's his own DP. Mm. Uh, and, you know, he's just like, well, you know, I don't need to communicate. It's somebody else. I can just pick up the camera and, and, and away <laughs> yeah. we go. Um, I, I wish I was as, as talented as him. Um, oh, don't we all? For, for me, I mean... <laughs> for, what a dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, for, for me, you know, it's it's about, you know, having trust in, in certain people and being, okay you know a lot more about cameras than I do. I'm much happier, you know, getting stuck in, yeah. uh, you know, working with the actors and, 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 and trying to tease out the performance that we need. Yeah. For, you know, this part of the film or whatever. So yeah, it's a tricky one. So, I've, I mean, sorry, man, what were you going to say? I saw, well, I think that's probably partially why I do a lot of um, visual heavy stuff, you know, like heavy in post, but also, um, Again, I suppose, like you say, with Day of the Strange, it's probably more narrative, but I haven't been giving myself opportunities to work with actors, per se. It's more so they turn up, they become my marionettes for a few hours, and then I wave them, wave them goodbye, you know. So, I mean, in some ways, mate, that appeals so much. <laughs> <laughs> As a director, I've only, I've only been able to kind of do that kind of thing when there's, you know, like dream sequences or flashbacks, and it's like, great. There's a there's a narration yeah, going yeah. over this, so do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like go the Argento route, be a bit more about the visuals rather than the acting, the actors. Whereas I do want to do something more with actors, so I think to do that is to, like you say, alleviate the stress of another job and give that to someone else, so yeah. you can work with actors. You know, so that's something I need to do. I think. So I don't know if this really applies to pocket film, but it might apply to perhaps some of your earlier films. Have you ever used storyboards or shot lists or, or both? Or Well, funnily enough, pocket film is very heavily storyboarded. Yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, and that's considering I don't usually bother. I mean, I might have some here, actually. Um, I mean, that's uh, that's from the Magpie scene. That's just the, the cutouts of Magpie. That's just lying around. But yeah, I storyboarded pocket film fairly heavily, really. Um, it's because obviously you've got um, a very limited time mm. in your location and you're working with people you've never met before on occasion as well. And, you you know, you a lot of the time I don't actually pre-visit these locations. I just look at pictures of them on Google and think, yeah. right, okay, okay, so it's that type of place. So I'll just get it down on into little squares to illustrate it but then i never look at it again so it's almost like you're just kind of writing it into your brain really okay so i'll, I'll do storyboard i'll bring them with me but i just then never really look at them they just end up okay yeah yeah i suppose in a way that's kind of probably how i use shot list is 
It, it depends on the film. Like, you know, I've, I've done a found footage one where storyboards, apart from key special effects sequences, storyboards wouldn't work. But mm, when I'm shooting mm. a traditional thing, I, I do tend to storyboard and have shot lists. Yeah, I'm shot that, lists I, really I suppose I'm editing, I'm editing the film in advance. Um, yeah, exactly. But, That's what you do, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But, but then again, some, I suppose... some scenes, some scenes, sorry, man, uh, yeah, some scenes, on. some scenes were most, uh, uh, some scenes were definitely mostly me just ticking off a shot list. You know, mm. I definitely do shot lists because uh, obviously. There's a there's a scene with Danny as a vampire, and then there's a scene with Danny being pursued by a witch finder. So they were shot on the same day in the wow. same location, yeah. but we had two two hours each scene essentially because yeah. we had a, they had a wake turning up at some point. <laughs> so obviously it became a case of right, just to sort that. Yep, done that, done that, done that, done that, and it just become a, just a tick list then, doesn't it? Yeah. But again, I suppose if you're your own DP, then you know, yeah, you're able to retain that. Whereas I, you know. I use storyboards and shot lists to communicate to the other members of the crew. Mm. This is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, this is framing and stuff like that. I mean, very much when I'm working with Jim, who's who's my, my typical DP, it's, it's very much, you know, I've got the idea of the shot composition um, and then we'll discuss lighting and lens, you know, focal length, all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's where we go into, yeah, kind of more of the DP realm. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm fairly sure he'd, he'd love me to, you know, take a step back from shot composition, but <laughs> too much of a control freak. See, my problem was though, it was the fact that I was coming away from shoots and realizing, oh fuck, I didn't get that shot, or I'm, I didn't get that shot that I needed, and then that shot ends up being like a little blank, little bit on your timeline for what ends up being like over a year or something, and you're thinking, if I just consulted a shot list, I could have got it there and then, you know. So I think, yeah. That, that's the reason um on my first feature it was actually funded like by an investor mm-hmm. uh, and i was mm-hmm. so terrified that i was gonna fuck up <laughs> and waste somebody else's money i well fair play to you man that's the, uh, just that's... just uh, over, over and above you know like well, the gauntlet, listed, that is. i shot listed everything to the nth degree you know ridiculous spreadsheets as well because i didn't have the proper well they like they like seeing that sort of planning down there they like seeing sort of I, they, they didn't see it it was it was my own <laughs> thing that i was absolutely terrified that somehow this guy was going to kneecap me because i you know we, we'd left the location um and i hadn't got all of the shots we needed and then yeah as it ended up we had far too many shots, like literally, you know. It was oh, that, that's cool, right <laughs> but that's that's that. I think that was a confidence thing where it was like, right, every scene I've got to have close-ups of everybody, you know, even if it doesn't really matter or whatever. And mm-hmm. Inserts of every like action that's happening and all of this, and yeah, we just got we when we got to the edit, it was just like we don't need that. We don't need any of this stuff. But, but it was it, there, wasn't it? It's better yeah. than not having it, I guess. You know, it's true. Although you know, again, these were like twenty-hour shooting days and. <laughs> people would i mean myself included would absolutely run rugged at the end so yeah. it is a relay it really is i mean so oh, many God. people love the idea of filmmaking until they actually make films and then they're like oh oh uh no you're more right <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i the first one we had 11 days in a row out in uh, the middle of west wales which was about two hour drive from where i lived so we were staying somewhere and uh yeah, by the by the end, man. Uh, yeah, I was just hallucinating. I hadn't, hadn't been sleeping. <laughs> you know, the the catering was crap, and uh, yeah, it was amazing that we got anything out of it in the end. But wow. But, but I mean, so with with like pocket in particular, then was it pretty much structured in terms of you know 
as you were saying, like one of the vignettes would be on shootable in at least a day or less than a day, and then you'd be able to just kind of yeah tick off each yeah. one as, as you went. Exactly that, yeah. Just stuff that I could come away with, and then sit on it, and then just keep filming other bits that are you know kind of seemingly in, un, like disconnected, but then. Like you say, bring in a narrator, he'll just thread it all together for you, you know? It's a brilliant way of shooting, mate. It's a brilliant And then way you, you got, like, you know, different visual signifiers that will take you from one to the other. So, again, when we finally shot the baby for the, the, the changeling scene, it had to open with a shot of the, the baby being covered with bubbles because the fairies had bubbles going everywhere. So that was, again, the one way to connect the scene, really, you know, yeah. That, yeah. and make it quite... Like, pop a little, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, I, as I said earlier, like, the shoes on the table, it was the same... Uh, tablecloth, and then yeah. you're then going yeah. on to yeah the, the dead man in the body and all of that. It was, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, again, there's some of this stuff. It's like again the the baby in the changeling uh, scene was shot like again the changeling scene was what we shot first in April 2018, and the baby we shot this year. So again, that that gap on the timeline was just there for so yeah. long, and I'm like, really should shoot that baby, <laughs> get yeah. those baby shots, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so did you again depending on the size of your crew and everything did you have like pre-production meetings or is it very much you had it in your head and then you just called on the usual suspects and away you yeah go? It, it was the, definitely the latter it was all like what you're doing on the a-team right. come and help me do some filming yeah. <laughs> oh we've got this really cool location you know and obviously uh, we've got a makeup girl, Rachel, Rachel Payne. She does all the makeup effects and she made me the changeling as well. She'd really love it if we kind of got like, you know, say the haunted house scene. If I knew that it appealed to people and they, they'd really get a kick out of doing, you know, making film with us, then, then, like you said, it's all about picking the right people, isn't it? You know, for the, for those certain days. So, and then they'd rock up and it'd be like a Victorian haunted manor house or something like that. And then, you know, that, that's, a, that's a day well spent, surely, you know. <laughs> 